Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. season AP poll as we enter Nikki Collins' second season at the helm. Baylor started rocky last year, but Collins helped the team bounce back and win the regular season Big 12 title. They lost to Texas in the Big 12 tournament and disappointed in the NCAA tournament, losing in the second round. We're hoping for better postseason results this year. What are your expectations for the Lady Bears, Andrew? Yeah, Pernay, they're, they're ranked number 18 in the preseason um, coming in. Uh, but the expectations has to be Big 12 championship and um, uh, and and to get to at least the Sweet 16, I, I would say, if not the Elite Eight. I think they certainly have the talent to do so, um, just looking up and down this team's roster. And um, in Nikki Collins' second year, that's always going to be the expectation at Baylor's to win Big 12 championships. So it was actually nothing short of a miracle, really, of, of how impressively they pulled that off um, last season. If, if I just take a minute and reflect on that. They they started, um, obviously, the whole coaching tra- change and turmoil that they went through. Um, they lost to Maryland and Michigan, two ranked Big 10 teams, highly talented. Uh, did we lose you? Are you hearing me, Pranay? Oh, you are? Um, so the, last year had it all. The coaching change, uh, the turmoil there, losing to two, two ranked Big Ten teams in highly competitive uh, matchups. And then they had COVID uh, take a toll on, on the whole team. They're pretty much practicing three on three. Uh, at one point, that's all they could do. And then they lost their first two Big 12 te- uh, games for the first time since 2000. Um, they, they came back to, to win five straight. Then they blew a lead against OU and actually were in the, um, you know, didn't control their own destiny. Uh, they beat Texas twice in one weekend. That started a 10-game winning streak. Uh, that included a, a win at the end of the season in Ames, Iowa against the Cyclones to win their 12 straight Big 12 regular season conference championship. Um, and then and then they, you know, as you mentioned, lost to Texas in the Big 12 title game, lost to South Dakota, number 10 seed at home in the NCAA tournament. Kind of had everything, but I think the expectations is to go out uh, behind Caitlin Bickle and company, win Big 12 championship number 13, try to win the Big 12 tournament, and then get, you know, get out of the first weekend at, at the very least um, in, in the NCAA tournament. So I think those are the expectations. And they got a lot of new, you know, they got some returners, um, but they got a lot of new faces on, on the roster. I don't, I don't know, um, you know, is there anybody in particular that, that you're excited for to, to watch this year for the, the Lady Bears? Yeah, I 
just the bears, I'm sorry. Certainly Caitlin, Caitlin Bickle. I think that she's going to be the leader of this team and someone who's been on the, the Lady Bears for a while now. Um, I also am interested in seeing how Jaden Owens does. I know she hasn't been a huge contributor the past couple seasons, but I feel like she's someone who's very talented and has the has the potential there to be a, a steadying force at the point guard position, someone who can be a leader on this team as well. Is there anyone in particular that you're really counting on this season? Yeah, com- coming back, I, I for the returners, I think it's Sarah Andrews who averaged 11 points and um, uh, and about three three rebounds a game last year. Uh, shot basically 39% from beyond the arc. Uh, you know, to to me, she's kind of is very reminiscent of an Odyssey Sam's or a Nia Johnson at the at the point guard position. Um, so uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm very excited to see how she continues her her development in, in her junior year and then got a lot of freshmen uh, a lot of new faces and then a lot of transfers in so you know we can talk about all of them but I think the uh, the main one is probably um, uh, is uh, Ajaya Blackwell the transfer from Missouri and uh, Dreuna Edwards who's a transfer from Kentucky um, Blackwell actually played in the game against uh, Baylor last year when, when Missouri played them. Uh, she had like 20 points, 16 rebounds. Baylor won by two, right? Uh, and she had double – I think she led the team in the expedition game with 16 points uh, just recently. So she was a big reason for uh, how Missouri upset number one South Carolina. Um, and then Edwards for Kentucky, uh, you know – was a huge contributor, 17 points a game, eight boards a game, 52% from the field. Uh, she's, they're still trying to clear her from an eligibility perspective. Uh, I'm not too sure of the details of what that, uh, what that means exactly, why, why there's a question of eligibility there. Uh, but she had the game-winning three-pointer against South Carolina in the SEC championship game. And forget forget her stats um, exactly, but she had a huge monster performance against the Gamecocks. Obviously, South Carolina won the uh, the national title title game. I think those are two two key transfers that uh, you know that I'm excited about. Just because I know we have tangible evidence that they've been a part of teams that have helped beat uh, South Carolina, best team in the nation, uh, type type deal, and ultimately. That's where Baylor needs to get to. Yeah, that's totally right. Baylor has eight first-year players on this roster, and it'd be huge if those two transfers who have shown that they can be a big part of beating South Carolina, one of the best teams in the country, who Baylor will have to beat if they wanna if they wanna win it all. <laughs> win it all, yeah, yeah. Which. When it comes to Baylor women's basketball, that is the expectation in my mind. I know that it's, I know that it's Nikki Collins' second season. I think she laid a good foundation last year for what this team can be under her. But we we've just been so used to seeing Baylor 
always making it to the Elite Eight and then always being a contender, being a one seed or a two seed, being a contender for the national championship every year, that's got to be the expectation every single year. Even if even if it's not realistic, that's what we want, and it's, it's always a real possibility. Baylor is still top 10 preseason right now. They're going to have to obviously build that chemistry with so many – freshmen and, and transfers coming in. But I believe in Nikki Collin. I think she's a great player's coach. She's a great people's person. She knows she showed last year that she knows how to get a team to gel late in the season and play for each other. I think that Nikki Collins gonna be the coach I think she's gonna be able to get this team together to get them playing well, and fighting for a Final Four berth. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that'd be great. I mean, I think that's certainly where you want them to be. I, I think I agree. I think the 18, I think they're ranked, I, I don't know what I'm looking at, or maybe I'm looking at old information, but I, I see them as ranked 18th in the preseason polls. Um, but to me, I feel like they should be a little higher. I, I feel like Baylor is always going to be a top 12 team and should be fighting for an, uh, um, you know, that final four berth. Um, and you talk about national championship and that being the expectation of the foundation that was laid for many, many years, decades at Baylor. Um, they brought in a transfer that, that has been there, done that. Um, not a, not a main contributor for, for Stanford when they won it a few years back, but Jana Van Guy, uh, she was a former five-star, and she came off the bench in um, in Stanford's championship season. Um, basically averages like two and a half points a game for uh, when she was at Stanford. But uh, she's an incredible point guard, uh, a, an incredible six-woman off the bench, if you will, energy uh, spark. And Coach Collin actually said that she is the most well-conditioned athlete that she has ever um been around and coached uh, that that they couldn't even get her heart rate up even if they wanted to uh, which i found very very interesting and, and telling um especially as colin's been around the game for a long while and she's been around specifically you know the professional athletes in the wmba for a long while to, to call Jana the best athlete she's ever been um coaching that's uh that's pretty impressive so you know that's another another transfer to watch for for now that's very impressive if she's uh, the most athletic player that she's ever coached, that's saying a lot. She's coached Kalani Brown. Yep, and and obviously she's coached just last year, Nalissa Smith, Queen Egbo, Jordan Lewis. You know, all, all three of them are in the WNBA now, and, and you're you're right, Kalani Brown on the on the dream, um, and she's been around ton tons of players, so. Yeah, and you're totally right about Baylor being ranked number 18, not 8. That was my mistake. Um, they might as well be but, 8. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Their first big game Those is are against rankings. <laughs> they play Maryland on November 20th, their fourth game of the season. Maryland's currently ranked number 17, so that'll be one to watch. Yep. Um, and then we'll see what happens. But I think that I, they clearly have the talent to be a top 10 team and to be competitive in the NCAA tournament. It's just a matter of chemistry 
and whether they can put it all together. Yeah, and and you mentioned new faces too um, as well. And I just wanted to talk about some of the freshmen. And uh, I think it was six players scored in double figures in the exhibition um, game, and that didn't include Jana. I think she had like nine, but she just stacked the the, um, the box score across the board anyway. But but some of the freshmen include uh, so we have Ky- Kyla Abraham, who is number you know number sixty two ranked player coming in uh, this year. We have Kat- Katarina uh, Fer- Wow Ferreria, Fer- Fer- um, who is a JUCO transfer from Eastern Arizona College. Um, She's actually a native of Brazil. She was the number two JUCO player um, and averaged about 10.5, 10.5 points a game, just over six rebounds a game, and, and almost three assists a game. Um, so I know, you know, people are excited about her as well inside the program. Uh, and then the, the last one, which I thought was interesting, basically two Gatorade Player of the Year uh, incoming freshmen that were Gatorade Player of the Year uh, last year. Um, in Oklahoma and Missouri. So Dariana uh, Little Page Bugs uh, is from Oklahoma and is a five-star recruit. And then Bella, um, Bella Fontelroy. Wow, I'm going to – good thing we have the whole season to learn these pronunciations, Pernay, because I'm butchering all these girls' names. I apologize. Uh, but she's the number one uh, – number 41st player in in the rankings that that came out of Missouri but but two Gatorade players player of the years uh joining the team and both of them uh uh you know played very well in the expedition game so um you know sometimes it's good to just have young young players on the team that don't know any better uh maybe not starters right away but throw them in and you know they'll just play hard and do good things uh type type situation and um, Colin, Colin definitely play, praised the both of those, Bella and Dariana, um, after the after the exhibition game. Interesting. We'll be we'll be all players to keep an eye on. I've got I I haven't got much to add because I'm not well versed in this Gale women's basketball team yet. But is there were there any last points that you wanted to make? Well, I, I think I think ultimately we you know the question is how how do you replace Nalissa Smith, right? Um, Nalissa Smith was a key, basically just put the team on her back and was a key reason um, why why Baylor won the Big 12 title in the first place. Uh, and especially at the end of their 10-game winning streak, it just looked like she was having better and better and better performances. Um, right, she, she finally broke the 30-point barrier against Kansas. Um, she had the well, first. She had the two back-to-back performances against Texas in the same weekend. That was just a really cool weekend, obviously because Baylor won both of them. But um, that was a very telling re- weekend, I think. From and beat uh, Oklahoma that same weekend. Uh, they yeah they they I think it was I think it was they lost to Oklahoma on like February second. Played, hosted Texas on Friday, traveled to Texas on Sunday, and then on Wednesday they played Kansas State. So they played four games and they killed. They like won ninety-five to fifty against Kansas State. Um, so they won like three out of the four, and when they were all must-win because they lost the first one, they played four games in ten days with 
you know, last year, remember, Pernay, I, I think a couple things as we focus on this season, uh, how do they differ? And we cover this in the men's podcast, uh, season preview podcast, right? Of who, who, who the team lost and what can we expect this year of how it's going to be different, right? For the men, it was, they lost, you know, a lot of talented freshmen, but, uh, but they gained a lot of transfers and a lot of um, players that, that made the team bigger, right? Um, you know, taller and, and longer um, and potentially even more athletic than last year. For the, for the women, they lose Smith, who's already, you know, at one point it, it looked like she was going to take, literally carry Baylor all the way to a national championship. And if she had done so and bookended her career, I think you would be hard-pressed to – argue against her being the best player in uh, Baylor history. That, that obviously didn't happen, so the argument's not there to be had. But it's, it was looking like, just with the situation, uh, I mean, she had 28 points and 20 rebounds in Ames, Iowa, on the road against the Cyclones in a, in a de facto championship game um, in, in a packed Hilton Coliseum. I mean, that's just superstar stuff. So anyway, you lose all of that. What are, what are we gaining? How are we going to replace that? I think it's hard to replace Nalissa, um, but I think, you know, Edwards and Blackwell are the two players that you want to focus on, um, you know, or you're going to be relying on to make up for, for her production, uh, first of all. And then second of all, last year, Baylor had zero depth. They were playing basically with six players every single game, maybe seven players, and that seventh player was Jaden Owens, who was maybe averaging 10, 12, maybe 15 minutes on a good night um, per game. So they were basically relying on a six six man rotation. Now you said it, eight, you know, eight new faces on the team, uh, four four transfers, also Erica Porter from Illinois. Uh, but four transfers, two from a highly competitive SEC with a proven track record, and then four new freshmen, two of which were Gatorade Players of the Year, uh, a third being in the top, you know, uh, top 100 of the recruiting class, and then a fourth being the number two JUCO player as well. So I think you're going to see Baylor finally be able to breathe a little bit and throw out different rotations and have a lot of ability in the preseason to figure out what works, what lineups work best and be able to work people back from injury, work people uh, into the rotation chemistry wise to make sure they groove with Jamie Asbury, Caitlin Bickle, Owens, Andrews, um, and, and with each other, et cetera. Um, but finally they're going to, Colin's going to have some depth. I mean, she was basically coaching with one hand tied behind her back and, you know, one leg, you know, tied up as well. Uh, I mean, she had it all. She had the coaching change. She had the COVID disaster. She had the terrible start to the Big 12 play where they're just blowing leads. They blew two separate fourth quarter leads to Oklahoma um, and went on a five-game winning streak and a 10-game winning streak to win the Big 12 to keep the streak alive and then lost – to South Dakota in the, in the, in the tournament, um, which, which was definitely an unacceptable game. But at that point it was just kind of like they ran out of gas. The team ran out of gas type, type deal in my estimation. So, um, I mean, she did, she did everything and now she's going to have her players and her, in her offense, which is going to be more perimeter based, more WNBA style, which the players absolutely love and 
they rave about her as a person, but also as a coach getting them to the next level. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how that pro progresses um, and, and how that plays out. But I think that's the difference you're going to see with the women's team this year. I think you're going to see more depth and I think you're going to see a more spread out uh, game um, than, than, than you did last year. There you have it, folks. Andrew with the big scoop on women's on Baylor women's basketball. One hundred percent. And one other thing, I'm I'm very very glad that uh, you know they they have the We Are BG patch uh, for Brittany Griner uh, that they'll be wearing on their jerseys for this entire season. And my understanding is until uh, Brittany is able to return home, uh, I, if I could add one more thing, uh, Baylor should absolutely retire forty two uh immediately you know post haste they should do it right away um they should do it monday monday night uh as just a as just a reminder it's it's long overdue and it's very unfortunate that you know baylor's uh, Brittany griner was ever back on campus uh once and now we will never know when when she'll uh you know return back to waco and hopefully we you know and that's the least of our worries we just want her to return to the u.s so uh but baylor should absolutely you know uh, retire her jersey number, uh, you know, immediately. And I think it would be a you know, tremendous thing to do for her and hopefully serve services just another way to keep uh, that conversation going. Yeah, we're all hoping and wishing that Brittany, Brittany Griner will be able to make it back to the U.S. soon and, and safely. Monday night. Baylor women's basketball season opener plays Lamar. Tune in for that. Sick and Bears.